This month marks the first anniversary of the Umbrella Movement. On 28th September last year, anti-riot police fired 87 tear gas shell at peaceful demonstrators who gathered to protest against a fake electoral reform package imposed high-handedly by the mainland authority and demand for genuine democracy. The use of tear gas failed to scare off protesters. Who have no proper aspirators to protect themselves, but umbrella, wet towel, goggle, or plastic cling wrap. The brutality of the police instead trigger more people to join the protests occupying the main street in Admiralty, Causeway Bay, and Moncourt for 79 days. Without much central organizing, protesters set up stores to distribute food. Water and other supplies. They set up recycle booths to collect plastic, papers, metal, and other recyclables. They set up study corners for student demonstrators and volunteer tutors. Offer help with English and mathematics. In the Occupy Zone, one could feel a real sense of democracy. Protesters were given loud hailer to speak their own minds. They created the Lennon Wall, where people could post a tape sharing their thoughts on Hong Kong's future. They create an art cluster on Harcourt Road, where local artists display their posters, painting, and other artistic structures and creation inspired by the movement. Protesters' commitment to Hong Kong and steadfast pursuit of ideal have touched many local citizens, and their peacefulness and creativity have also won widespread international acclaim. Fast forward to this June, six months after the clearance of the Free Occupy Zone. The Umbrella Movement finally scored a major victory. The Legislative Council vetoed the Chinese Communist regime Iranian-style election model on 18th of June by a landslide of 28 to 8. Critics may say that the demand for real democracy has not been met. True, we have not won, but merely fighting a battle of defense by blocking the rigged. Electoral proposal. We have at least managed to protect our dignity, preserve our conscience, and defend the backbone of Hong Kongers. As the first anniversary of the Umbrella Movement is approaching, I think it is a great opportunity to take stock of the movement and deliberate on the way forward. The first thing come to mind is the spontaneity of the movement. Having started off largely as a spontaneous mass movement, the protests not only shook. The government, but also went far beyond the expectation of the organizers. But why spontaneity has helped to save the movement from an early death at the hands of, of police? It worked up to a certain point. Without organization and an overall game plan, the movement ran out of energy and ideas after a couple of weeks and failed to deal with a dug-in opposition and with deeply embedded structures. Carnival come cheap. The philosopher Slavoj Zizek addressed the occupier in New York. The true test of their worth is what remains the day after. How our normal daily life will be changed. In the aftermath of this historical struggle, there is inevitably a mood of frustration and disappointment. Here, I must extend my thanks to a lot of friends who have turned disappointment into motivation. They form various civic organizations, such as Umbrella Blossom. They continuously visited different districts to spread the movement messages to the wider community and strive for more public support for democracy. 
they were not afraid of facing different views and humiliation in the street. They were not afraid of opponents tearing their friars apart and throwing them back into their face. It is this kind of hard and patient work that would take to bring about universal suffrage in Hong Kong. Some young activists, inspired by the Umbrella Movement, will stand for the coming District Council election in November. It is the first real test to show whether their hard and patient work has brought to fruition and whether support for genuine democracy has gained ground in our community and neighbourhoods. I hope you will show up and vote for our young generation and Hong Kong's democracy. The 79 Days Movement also witnessed a division by tactics and ideology among activists. The traditional view that the best assurance of a democratic Hong Kong was a democratic China now seems premised on an impossible hope. As a result, some activists overtly espouse decoupling the territory's democracy movement from broader effort to democratize China. Why such differences were set aside during the Occupy movement, they came to the forefront after the clearance in last September. With the increasing resentment against mainlanders who come to Hong Kong, snapping up powder formula, competing for school places, job, and so on, some sectors even advocate direct action against mainland tourists and new arrivals. I understand people's resentment, but have to tell them don't blame the scapegoat. Since 1997, Hong Kong people generally feel snubbed and uneasy. Over the past few years in particular, many people feel that the city has been regressing in the political, economic, cultural and social arenas. But Peter's misery is not caused by mainland tourists and new arrival, but due to the fact that both the Hong Kong and mainland government favour the capitalist caste, refuse to implement a wealth redistribution policy and allow consortia to squeeze economic benefits at will, leaving the people to bear the adverse social and livelihood consequences. There is no denying that the authoritarian style of the Chinese Communist chief, Xi Jinping, has triggered a feeling in Hong Kong that a clock is ticking, that autonomy and freedom are slipping away. Taking an uncompromising stance on the city's electoral reform, the leader in Beijing want to teach Hong Kongers a lesson they have the power to decide on Hong Kong's internal affair and will not hesitate to exercise it. Some may say the relationship between Hong Kong and mainland is sort of David and Goliath. There are very grounds for pessimism, but I am optimistic about the future of the city's democracy movement. The Umbrella movement is indeed revolutionary, not in the sense that it has toppled any regime but in its social awakening and transformation of the collective consciousness. Hong Kong is not the same anymore. Hong Kongers, the younger generation in particular, are prepared to stand up and reclaim their own destiny. If Beijing does not change its hard stand on Hong Kong, it will risk losing an entire generation. Against all odds, Hong Kong football team held its mainland counterpart to a new new draw in the World Cup qualifier a couple of weeks ago. We can show them a little bit of our anger, our determination, said Philip Chan, a central midfielder for Hong Kong. Even if we lose, we play the game of pride representing 7 million people. We are a small city, but don't underestimate us. There is no magic behind the outstanding performance of our football team, but a viable game plan, unity and discipline, as well as a never-say-die spirit.
There is a long way to go before real democracy is achieved in Hong Kong. The key to our success is also a viable game plan, unity and discipline, as well as a never-say-die spirit. It's just the beginning.